Back on the air for another Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach David Carl. My name Matthew McGreevy. Campus Lounge located at 701 South University Boulevard and the Denver Pioneers 14 games into the season that started in the NCHC pod. 10 games played there and now 4 games played outside of it. The Pioneers ranked 6th in the NCHC with 10 games left on the schedule. And last weekend, the Pioneers able to pick up a victory, a 4-1 win against North Dakota, and then falling 5-1 the next night. It was a rare Sunday-Monday series for the Pioneers, brought in part because of complications from lots of different teams as the NCHC continues to navigate through COVID and the complications this year is brought. But Pioneers getting a split against number three North Dakota and D.C. Uh, just overall as we as we slip into the, the second half of this schedule, we're already in it, of course. Um, just what, have, what did you see from your team in terms of where you developed last week? Yeah, I thought um, overall it was a good weekend. Um, we showed some, some signs of growth um, that we needed to see. And um, so there's good takeaways from the weekend. Our, our penalty kill... Um, on Sunday night was excellent, went six for six, and then uh, the two penalties that we took really when the game mattered um, on, on Monday night, we killed off as well. So uh, really eight for eight on the kill in, in key moments. Um, thought our power play uh, generated looks on its first power play on on uh, Sunday night. And Monday, we had, we obviously were spent a lot more time on the power play. Uh, loved our puck movement in our attack mode that we were in in the second period. Uh, Obviously, we were real close to putting one in and, and getting the score um, to 2-1 or 3-1, and I think that could have changed the p- complexion of the game. Um, and then in the third, I obviously uh, didn't love our power play. Uh, full two minutes of five-on-three, weren't able to get the job done to give ourselves a chance. But um, overall, I thought we played a very good hockey game on Sunday. Um, our puck pressure was excellent. Our physicality was excellent. Our ability to break pucks out I thought was excellent. Didn't allow them to set a forecheck. Um, shifting into Monday, give them credit. They responded um, in a big way the first five minutes. They were clearly the uh, the exceptional team uh, to us. But uh, at the same token, I really liked our pushback over the next um, you know, 35 minutes of that uh, of the game and the end of the first and the second period there. I thought we gave ourselves a chance. I, you know, I think Shield played a lot better hockey game uh, than he did the night before, and, and we didn't have quite the same puck luck that maybe we had the night before. So ultimately the result didn't go our way on Monday, but I really liked our ability to stick with it, and uh, we didn't fold the tent after that first five minutes where we got a little bit barraged with the two goals, and um, our team stuck with it and uh, gave ourselves a chance because of our work ethic, weren't able to get the job done. But uh, seeing signs of growth, um, amongst a young team, and we got to obviously continue that into a short week here going into Omaha uh, coming up. So, um, yeah, overall, good weekend, lots to learn, and uh, we got to keep building here. As you mentioned, it is a, a shortened week uh, getting going in Omaha Saturday, Sunday, the series. It seems like we've lost the Friday-Saturday series for now at least, but a little bit of a shortened week, but not, not too much that it should impact the, the preparations. And again, you're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. My name is Matthew McGreevy alongside the Denver Pioneers head coach David Carl. Pioneers 6th in the 8th, NCHC 5-8-1, and, eight and, one. and we, we, we talk about 
those two games last weekend and the common themes, and it seems like, of course, special teams were, were a theme of the weekend that you touched on, able to go 6-for-6 six six on the penalty kill on Sunday, a big part of the reason that you're able to come out of there with a 4-1 win. And then the other night, uh, you're, you're the one on the, on the power play for the most part with seven chances, and, and you mentioned the opportunities there, which included hitting the post four separate times on the man advantage um, in Monday's game. But another theme that, that stuck out, going in uh, to the series was the importance of face-offs and, and the importance of your centers getting the job done. Uh, the face-offs, you went 25 for 61 on Sunday, and then Monday against one of the top face-off teams in the country, you go 32 for 32. Cole Gutman was uh, 11 and 4 on Sunday, uh, had a little more trouble on, on Monday night, but it seemed like he picked up in the face-off circle as well. So uh, what do you attribute that to? Was it preparation going into the week? Was it was it the guys around around the centermen coming in, helping win draws? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of, of everything against, a, a, again, a good team like that. You um, you have to have team wins on the face-off circle. And, um, again, it, it was an improvement on what we were in games two and four of the year against them uh where i don't think we got over 40 percent let alone uh close to our mark of 55 percent that we'd like to be at so um yeah on the first game we were 48 percent like you made mention and then the second night we were 50 percent on face-offs i thought um Kelsey Harvison does a really good job of getting video together of centermen uh, for our guys to be able to watch. And so that was all clipped and marked for him to go against Pinto and Adams and Jammernick and uh, and Sendin. And so um, I thought the guys did a good job. They got in, they watched video, studied up on who they were going to be going against a little bit easier at home because of matchups. So we can tell, you know, a certain centerman, hey, you know, gutter watch. Uh, watch Pinto a ton like that's who you're going to be going 80% of the time it's a little more difficult on the road with not having last change so um, I thought our guys uh, they did a good job the prep work by our staff and then uh, the execution um, by our players was was better than it was and obviously still room for growth but um, it's nice to see some improvement in the face-off circle. Connor Capone was was moved to the center. He was fourth line center on a line with Jake Durflinger and Brett Edwards, a line that was able to generate quite a bit for you in terms of of momentum, just with their physicality really setting the tone. But you you chose to to move Capone to the center, and that allowed you to free up McCade Webster for for what you'd hope to be a little more offensive opportunity. Um, just what did you see out of out of twenty two in the middle? Yeah, I thought um, you know Cap is. You know he's a really intense kid. Um, I don't think it really matters what position he plays. It's not going to change um, his game in many ways. A strong kid, so I think there's room for growth in the in the faceoff circle for him. I think he's got um, a natural ability to get low and create leverage and be able to win faceoff. So his strength and his body type allow him to do that. And then getting into just the 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 rhythm of playing the game, um, you made mention of it, but you know he was by far the most physical player felt like on on Sunday night and Monday night he followed it up with a, a few big hits as well so um, certainly his impact was felt he, you're starting to see him a little bit on the penalty kill as well his ability to puck pressure um, and make reads on the PK I think something that we can um, use to our advantage too his speed and his tenacity um, are a huge asset to our team and and he's fitting in nicely he doesn't look like a freshman um, we're certainly happy he is because we get him for um, three more years and actually four more with the extra year of eligibility if if that uh, works out for him. So um, really happy with Connor's game. I think he's fitting in really well to our culture and, and how we want to play.
It leads to an interesting question because you alluded to the, the NCA rule this year, which will allow you to grant an extra year of eligibility to the, the student athletes participating uh, this season. When do you as a staff start to make those decisions on, on who you might want back and, and have you chosen to maybe limit it to, to only the seniors? Are you, are you looking at everyone? I guess where, where are you guys with how you're, you're looking to handle that? Yeah, so, I mean, I think first, the way the, the rule works is everybody that's here gets another year of eligibility. Um, the NCAA is next year one time allowing um, unit or department, not departments, but programs to go above and beyond their scholarship limit by the amount that their current senior class is on in, in scholarship aid. So um, there's, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Um, obviously, you know, we have a big senior class. Um, some of them may get pro opportunities. Um, things of that nature. So we had a real uh, brief conversation with every one of them prior to the start of the year, but have not addressed it um, since. It's something that everybody knows of the rule, and uh, and we'll make those decisions, have those conversations once the year ends. And and I will say the, the NCAA is only allowing you to go over the scholarship limit for one year. Um, so after this coming year, then you got to be compliant, um, kind of the, I guess, the salary cap of making sure that you're under your 18. So um, a sophomore right now currently could stay, but but his money's going to count uh, in his fifth year, if if that makes sense. One of the many new inner workings that that you have had to navigate through, and the staff has had to navigate through, and it feels like every day there's a new one of those and a new challenge. And again, resetting the table, listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. Campus Lounge located at 701 South University Boulevard. My name Matthew McGreevy, joined alongside the Denver Pioneer head coach. David Carl, the Pioneers 5-8-1 and one with 10 games left on the schedule and looking ahead to a series against Omaha this upcoming Saturday and Sunday on the road against Omaha. After that, it's two on the road against North Dakota. We are still waiting on the Colorado College series from back on January 8th and 9th to get rescheduled, but imagining that might slot in on the open weekend for the Pioneers in late January. So the this, this schedule a, a bit works out for the Pioneers in that you're, you're going up against number 11 Omaha this weekend. They'll come into your building a little bit later on this year. You still have two games at North Dakota left on the schedule. So uh, from that standpoint, you say that you're happy with what you're able to see out of your team this weekend, despite the loss on, on Monday, still liking the way they played. And, and now is, I guess, the better time than any. There's no better time than now to be playing uh, to the best of your capabilities because you have the opportunity to hopefully ascend the rankings and find yourself uh, among the, the, the top 16 teams, however they're chosen for the NCAA tournament when that time comes. So just looking at the schedule in the beginning, I know we talked to earlier in the year, it was a lot of, we're playing a lot of really difficult teams. It's a tough test, but it, it's maybe good for us that we'll get that experience. Um, obviously, it was a tougher start than you would have wanted, but now you might be looking at the schedule and saying, wow, it's good that we have all these big guns left. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, you're... Uh... Again, we're in a situation that we're in. Um, you know, you try not to look at the standings um, too much. You know, it's not what we're about here. And, and we really um, are trying to focus on the next day and the next game and, and making sure that we're getting better and that we're a different team, um, you know, eight games from now than we are today, a different team four games from now than we are today. And um, I think we've seen growth in our group um, throughout the season. Um, again, haven't got the results that I don't, that maybe we have uh, deserved at times, 
but that's the reality. It's a game of hockey, and um, it's why they keep scoring. It's why you go out and play the game. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have a schedule, um, you know, where we get Omaha four times, team that's ahead of us in the standings. Um, our destiny's in our control with that. And um, same with North Dakota and CC. We got to, um, you know, obviously we split with them earlier in the year. So it's, uh, it's a good schedule. There's a lot of points on the board still. Um, 24, I think, to be exact, of my DU education uh, serves me well. And um, that's a lot of points in this league. And, um, again, we're, we're focused on uh, – Saturday night now against Omaha, a real good team that we haven't played yet this year. Um, and so that'll be, be a good test for us, and, and we're looking forward to it. Have to imagine, uh, as you, as you mentioned, there's there's no shortage of excitement getting up for a game where you have the opportunity to beat a team and and, and hopefully ascend the rankings as well. And while we while we touch on the fact that there are ten games left and the postseason is fast approaching, it's a weird thing in that everyone's not able to run to the pairwise rankings like years past because there are no non-conference games therefore the pairwise rankings really don't mean anything and so everyone's looking around wondering how exactly the the NCAA tournament field is going to get put together um the word at least as far as i've heard is that there will be a, a committee of people that that decide who gets in but to some extent it's going to have to be subjective um have you given much thought to to where i guess you want this team to be at what position you think if you're if we're here by the end of the regular season then then we're going to be in a good spot so to speak um yeah i mean not not necessarily like in the standings or anything i just think that um I really like our team. I think we're a good hockey team. I think if we're playing the right way and we're playing together, um, we proved it to ourselves this weekend that we can play with anybody and beat anybody. And um, North Dakota is a real quality opponent. Um, I I believe that uh, that we're right there. And so again, it's it's my job and our staff's job to continue to push our leadership group job to continue to push um, to make sure that we're getting better. And if if we're in the same spot we are um, in the standings, or maybe we're only a spot or uh, two ahead, and we got to win our tournament to get in the national tournament, well, um, I'm confident that our team can do that. We can beat anybody in this league on a given night, and um, we've shown that to ourselves. Um, and and I think we're confident in that. So that's why we're we're confident in the ability to just focus on the next day and the next game and continue to push. And it's important that we're we're in as good of a spot as we can be eight games from now with how we're playing and, and playing the right way and playing together. You're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach David Carl. When we return we will do a little more recapping of this weekend just in terms of what we saw from the Pioneers and their split against North Dakota and then, of course, preview the upcoming series against Omaha, a Saturday-Sunday series on the road for the Pioneers. That's ahead. You're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show on ESPN Denver 1600. Let me tell you a thing or two about the people who don't compromise. They love Pepsi Zero Sugar. Why? Because it's got all the flavor and zero the sugar. How's that for not compromising? They're the sort of person that likes surf with their turf. And the drink with their feast? Yeah, they have a Pepsi Zero Sugar. The person who doesn't compromise loves a good golden doodle. All the golden retriever goodness with just a hint of doodle. And when they're bringing said golden doodle for a walk, they bring a Pepsi Zero Sugar. 
Zero sugar, done right. That's what I like. DU Hockey fans, stop by Campus Lounge, legendary DU Hockey Bar and home of the David Carl Coaches Show. Take advantage of daily food and drink specials along with 12 TVs, a large outdoor seating area, and a great selection of food and drinks. Located just north of campus on University Boulevard, Campus Lounge is an official watch party location for your pioneers and has got you covered for all DU athletics. Be sure to follow us on social media and go Pios. Let's just try not to embarrass ourselves and everything will be fine. Is that a Pepsi Wild Cherry? Oh, no. <laughs> Too late. You know something, Steve? Flavor Mania is about to run wild. Oh, no, not Flavor Mania. <laughs> Pepsi Wild Cherry is about to drop a flavor suplex right into your pie hole. Not the pie it's going to hit your taste buds with a top rope elbow of flavor. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to. Does this always have to happen when you drink Pepsi Wild Cherry? You better believe it, brother. Pepsi Wild Cherry, now available in zero sugar. That's what I like. We are back for the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach, David Carl. My name, Matthew McGreevy. Campus Lounge located at 701 South University Boulevard. The Denver Pioneers with 14 games done, the 5-8-1 mark, 6th in the NCHC, and 10 games left on the schedule, two of which have not been scheduled yet. The CC series from January 8th and 9th still yet to be rescheduled. And the Pioneers looking ahead to a series against Omaha on the road this weekend, a Saturday-Sunday set. Last weekend, Pioneers splitting with number 3 North Dakota, 4-1 win on Sunday and a 5-1 loss on Saturday. And it was the first time this season that we saw the combination of Carter Savoy, Cole Gutman, and Bobby Brink together on the top line. Of course, Bobby Brink was absent for a great portion of the pod. He was with USA at the World Junior Championship where they were able to win a gold medal. But the first time we see Savoy, Gutman, and Brink together was last weekend. They generate 23 shots. Uh, They have one assist. It was Bobby Brink's on Rita Irwin's goal. So um, what did you see out of that line, putting them together? What were they able to generate? Is that something that you think you might use again in the future? Yeah, I think so. I mean, 23 shots, that's that's enough for a whole team, um, you know. So it's it's impressive. I thought they uh, they were around the puck. I thought they were excited to be playing with one another. Um, I think it's it's definitely something that we'll look to um, continue to do. And and again, if those three are getting twenty three shots on a weekend, I I like our chances of getting even more production out of them than than just the one assist. So um, I yeah, I thought they were good. I thought they supported pucks well together. They possessed pucks in the offensive zone. I think as they uh, as good players do, as they continue to feel each other out and get a sense for where one another are on the ice, I think we'll continue um, to see uh, more dynamic performances from the group. You said after the weekend, uh, after specifically Sunday's game, that uh, Bobby had added a little more sandpaper to your your lineup after his role, kind of a third-line role at World Juniors. And like the way that Gutman was attacking as well, um, Carter Savoy had, had nine shots in one of the games this weekend to, to lead all skaters. It was on, uh, on Monday. Um, and, of course, a lot of those guys were generating their opportunities on the power play as well, it's fair to say. But you also mentioned that it took them a bit of the game on Sunday to to find open ice to get those opportunities. Was that a result of how the game was being played, or did you feel like they needed to create some chemistry within themselves before they started gelling? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, first time playing together in a game, 
uh, can sometimes take a little bit of time, I think, for that to for that to gel together. And then um, I thought the physicality of some of our other lines actually opened up some ice for for Bob's line to be able to operate. So um, I thought it was a combination of both the way the game was going, and then those three getting a feel uh, for one another and um, and things of that nature. Should also mention, uh, of course, what happened on the back end. Uh, Magnus Corona had a had a, a pretty good game on on. Sunday night, this Sunday, Monday keeps getting me confused. I keep trying to remember what day we played. Um, and, and he was playing well on Monday as well, but, but uh, is collided with by Grant Mismash at North Dakota. Grant Mismash is now issued a one-game suspension. Uh, we also saw Brett Stapley go down in Monday's game. So uh, as much as you can, if you can, do you have any update on those two? Um, yeah, I do, but I, I'm not going to share. Um, so we'll leave that uh, private. And, um, yeah, a very uh, – it was a dirty play. Um, there's no way around it by by their player. He's suspended one game by the league, so it's good on the league to be able to take care of that and and hopefully send a message to the young man. And um, you know, I think long term both will be okay, but um, both are are struggling right now. So um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, you know, is I want to call it an unfortunate play, but it was more than that. And um, at, at the time and place, there's no need for it and not a part of our game. So, um, you know, we look forward to being able to play those guys again. Again, you're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach, David Carl. My name, Matthew McGreevy, the Pioneers, getting at it this weekend, a Saturday-Sunday series against Omaha. Omaha 8-3-1 this year through 12 games played. They are third in the NCHC, and oddly enough, they wrapped up their series with Colorado College last night, and they won 3-2 and 3-2. Both nights they won 3-2. Last night's win was an overtime win with one second remaining in that game. This is a much improved Omaha team. Um, You obviously haven't had the opportunity to go up against them yet, but had the opportunity to see them quite a bit in the pod. So um, what have you seen out of the Mavericks? What is the reason that they are 11th in the country? Yeah, I think they've got uh, pretty good depth throughout their lineup. They're a big team that skates well. Um, That's at the forward position and and on the back end. And, um, you know, when when things are going well for them, they they really feed off of positive momentum. And... um, you know that's their power play. It's a rush offense. It's their ozone play. If you, if you let things be easy with them, they again they can thrive and they can build some momentum and some real confidence in the game. And um, you know so they're they're a good team. Uh, they're dangerous offensively. Uh, the goaltender's playing well in Seville, and I think their decor is much improved. Uh, you know Gabby's done a real good job. Their staff has done a good job re- uh, recruiting and developing some of those big D men. Uh, they're getting more mobile. Uh, they're taking away time and space better, so they're a tough team to generate against as well. And I think you obviously add in those three ingredients, you're you're going to win a lot of hockey games. So um, they've earned their uh, their spot in the standings. They've earned uh, their spot in the national rankings, and um, it's going to be a a real good battle and a good test for us um, this coming weekend. We've talked about the the start of games being so important, and never was that more obvious than than Monday when when you fall behind two zero in that game in the first three and a half minutes. And this year, there's there's a stark difference uh, between when you score the first goal when you don't. You're four three and zero when you score first. You're one five and one when you allow the first goal. Um, but you you did see improvement in your team on Monday, playing from behind, playing while behind. Um, 
have, have you noticed a difference in how this team has been able to respond to going behind in games, playing the same way when they're both up and when they're down? Um, yes and no. I mean, it, it, the game is is a lot easier to play when you're ahead. Um, you know, I think that's pretty apparent. And, um, you know, but I think about our CC game where we got down and um, – we weren't able to recover from that until really um, in the third period, in my opinion. And, you know, so that's where I say it was, you know, we got shell-shocked the first five minutes. We're down 2 nothing. First TV timeout comes, um, and the guys did a real good job on the bench of just kind of rallying together and talking about how much hockey's left. I mean, 55 minutes in a game against a goaltender that we chased the night before. Um, I just didn't sense that our guys were too rattled or flustered. And um, like I said, really liked our push the next 10 minutes. Um, got a look on the power play. Unfortunately, then we had to kill. And But then I thought we got back after it in the second period. So I just didn't see that same level of aggressiveness or desperation uh, in the CC game that we saw on Monday night against North Dakota when we got down. And um, and again, it's, it's, it's with our starts. That's where... Um, it needs to be better, and uh, that's on myself. It's on our leadership group um, to make sure that that our team is going from the from the first puck drop. And uh, again, the game is much easier to play with the lead. You're not chasing uh, the game at all. But um, anyway, so there's growth there, and and obviously a learning lesson that needs to be um, applied as we go forward here. Well, you'll certainly be familiar with the the place that you're playing this weekend. <laughs> going back to Baxter Arena, ten games played there as part of the NCHC pod to open up this season. So in, in a very strange way, it actually feels like getting back to normalcy by going into abnormalcy. And I believe the plan is to stay in the same hotel too. And the plan as we record here on Wednesday is to leave Thursday uh, on a bus to Omaha. So it'll be, uh, it'll be pretty much the exact same, exact same pod setup. Are you excited for a, uh, what could be a a two-day repeat of a 20-day pod? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're familiar with it. So back at the Hilton Garden Inn um, there in Omaha and uh, treated us well for 20 days uh, there in December. And so, yeah, there, there definitely is a, a level of uh, uh, comfort or, or normalcy to it, as you said. And um, we'll have the same walk to the rink. Uh, we'll be on two buses as we go out there. So we'll be able to spread out, do our social distancing. Uh, make sure all the equipment gets on uh, with plenty of room and um, yeah it'll be good I mean I I think it's um, it'll be good to get on the road again spend some time together with the whole team um, you know in one room eat meals together things like that just stuff that um, you kind of take for granted in in a normal world that we're not able to do um, right now at at home uh, very often so um, it'll be good to get on the road, and, and I know uh, Nick Meldrum will be happy that it's only a uh, three, four-day trip, and we're not changing locker rooms. Um, so that'll be, I think, helpful for, for the guys and obviously our staff as well. I wanted to ask this as well as we as we near the end of the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with the Denver Pioneers head coach David Carl. My name is Matthew McGreevy. Uh, you talk about the togetherness with the team. Obviously, that is not something that you're able to do to the same extent when we are living in the current world that we are living in. Um, the team discouraged from getting together, of course, for obvious reasons uh, in, in mass groups as they normally would. Um, team bonding, motivating the team. Are these challenges that you have experienced in, in a way that maybe you've never before even seen as an assistant? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, 
assistant player, head coach. I mean, you just, I don't think anybody has, right? And so doing team sports in a COVID world, um, again, grateful to be playing, uh, but it is a challenge uh, for these young men, um, you know, where, where you talk so much about getting to know your teammates, being around each other, being selfless for one another. Those all, all those things kind of develop and happen um, away from the rink um, in a big time way. And so not to be able to have that to the same degree um, I, I think it certainly does hurt um, the the group's ability to to be as close or or to get to know each other as well as they normally do. I mean, the, the two new additions, a big freshman class, um, it's a challenge. So, again, we're not the only ones with that challenge in college hockey. Um, so we're trying to navigate it the best we can. And and again, to to reiterate, we're obviously grateful. Um, for the opportunity to be playing and competing together, but um, it doesn't come without its challenges. Uh, these young men are, um, a lot of them are kids still, and, and they're they're going through growing pains um, in their social lives and, and such, and um, it, it's not all, it's not, it's not easy all the time for them. And so we're, we're definitely aware of that and um, cognizant of that as well, and trying to do the best we can within the within the world we're living in right now. Well, road trips are good for that. Two of those coming up. The Pioneers at it this weekend on Saturday at Omaha, a 6.07 p.m. Mountain Time puck drop for that. That'll be on 104.3 The Fan. And then on Sunday, again, a 6.07 Mountain Time puck drop. And that game will be on ESPN Denver, D.C. Thanks so much for the time again. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Pioneer head coach David Carl. And this has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.